ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, May 13th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. We're going to do things a little different today. Usually we've got a coach come on. We've got a beat reporter. We've got somebody that is part of the media chain of covering events. I'm going to go a little bit different today. Uh, I'm going to invite on the program here uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, her official title is the broadcast video production manager at Marshall University, but Alexandra Warrington is going to join me. And she's been through the broadcast curriculum at Marshall, and she's with the team now. And all the videos you see in London production that you see posted, she's part of that. She's going to be on the program. She's been with the team since Marshall went down to carry for the College Cup. She's been with them the entire time, so I thought it'd be fun to have her come on the program today. We'll talk about what the team's been doing as Marshall gets set for the College Cup, taking on North Carolina. That is coming up. That's a Friday affair, folks. That's coming up quicker than you think. And if Marshall can win, Marshall will advance to take on either Indiana or Pitt. Right now, Pitt's... Um, Pitt's an upstart, maybe, compared to Indiana. Indiana is a traditional soccer power. Marshall trying to be a traditional soccer power. And if you get past North Carolina, you're going to set yourself up for the biggest match in Marshall's soccer history. So Alexandra is going to join us on the program. Looking forward to catching up with her. As I mentioned, your phone calls. Also, social media, you can join me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. That is P-A-U-L-S-W-A-N-N. i got to spell that out for you sometimes because sometimes people forget the second N. That's okay. That's okay. And by the way, on a side note, Twitter sent me a notification today. It has been 13 years. Today is the 13th anniversary of me signing up for Twitter. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. 13th year of Paul Swan on Twitter. And how our lives have changed Partially because of Twitter. Can you imagine what is sports now without the constant stream of commentary on Twitter? Before, if you wanted to comment on sports, you had message boards. Those were still a thing. Maybe not as viral as they have been, not as prevalent. It was sort of, it was it's like a niche. It was still that thing where yeah, you had to maybe dialed up. Were you still using dial up then? Broadband was maybe emerging, but you'd have to get on a message board, a BBS, something like that. You wanted to talk about things in a more of a community fashion. I mean, we had MySpace, right? We had MySpace, Friendster, we had a few others. But there wasn't that 24-7 constant stream. And now with Twitter, what do you do when you see something on TV? If you're watching a sporting event, what do you do? You pull out your phone or if you're at your desk and because now television and you being on a second screen, that's sort of commonplace. You're watching television with a laptop or you're watching television with your phone. You've always got that second screen. So what do you do? You see something, you see an amazing play, you see something that is just 
crushing your soul. Whatever it is you see, and this happens a lot in sports, you get on Twitter and you start commenting. I mean, 13 years ago, I can remember when people were starting out and had Twitter. I would be at Marshall basketball games, and I would just I would start posting a couple score updates, and I had people tell me, "Hey, that was awesome. I mean, we're, we're not at the game; we can't listen. That was awesome." Now everybody does it. I feel like I'm moving on now. I that's old. I don't want to do that anymore. That's that's everybody else's thing. Trying to rapidly update with. Score updates, but 13 years on social media platform Twitter, what would sports be without it? I mean, that's where breaking news happens sometimes. People tweet things out. That's where news gets made sometimes, people with what they tweet out. But you'll have players go on Twitter to, it's sort of like a press conference. I'm having a, a press conference. This is my press conference machine here, and I'm putting out there everything I want people to know. Players, if they're being recruited, that's another thing. Imagine that. I mean, we know about what's happening with the recruitment process now because these kids are putting it out there. The kid gets a verbal commitment or gets an offer. They To the point now, they have a package ready to go. These kids are getting pretty adept at this. They're putting it out there. Hey, blessed to receive my first offer from Marshall University. It's always, you know, hashtag bless, the the prayer emoji. You see that a lot. And now kids are getting pretty advanced here. They're slick. They got graphics that have been whipped up for them. Where are we going with this now? We're going to have video? Well, that's TikTok. And, and by the way, I just recently joined TikTok. I posted one video. So I've posted a video to, tw- to TikTok. Do I use TikTok? No. Do I sit there and scroll all day? No. It sends me notifications all day. Am I, am I using TikTok? No. I'm there if I have to. I'm there if I need to get on TikTok. Most platforms, I'm there if I need it. I'm on Zoom because I need it. I'm on Twitter because I need it. I have TikTok because, well, I I don't know why I have TikTok, but I have it if I need it. Get Discord. I've got Facebook. I've got them all. Just about. Is there a social media platform I need to be? I mean, I'm in Clubhouse. I'm there if I need it. I use Twitter spaces. I use all of these things. It's because that's where we've gone to. I mean, you'll be sitting there listening to the game and or watching the game and you'll tweet. Just tweet something out about the game. Or if you're at the game. At the game, you'll tweet something out. You'll use Instagram as well. But I mean, 13 years ago, nobody knew. This was like a micro-blogging service. It's like a micro-blog, which turned into this 24-7 stream of consciousness. And that's where we're at now with social media. So I've got the notification today reminding me, hey, you've been in here 13 years and you can create a special, here it is. So I hit, all right, compose tweet. And it's like a graphic with a 13. Nah, I'm not going to, I tweet a few things that are fun for me, but no, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that out there. I've got to the point now where I've curated my own Twitter feed. I'm posting sports stuff the occasional thing that interests me only. But I'm trying to 
trying to keep it to not posting 24-7, not constantly joining the stream of thought because it gets lost in the noise. Not trying to race to beat anyone, but I'm there 13 years. Wow, I feel old. I feel real old. We got a lot of herd news to get into today. We're going to do that. We've got soccer to get into. We have got some good news as far as Marshall's athletic report is concerned with the academic side of things. I mean, if you're Mike Hamrick right now, you need to be really proud of what you've been able to accomplish because Marshall has really improved the quality of its student athlete. If you're all about winning games and that's it, this stuff maybe doesn't matter to you. But if you're in it for the real reason why you have student athletes, it's because you give them an opportunity to play a sport at Marshall, which will enrich their lives also, which will help them bond with this community as fans support them in their endeavors and their students trying to make the best grade possible to further their lives after sports over. So a pretty good report coming out today. We'll, it, we'll get into all of that. And uh, not a good day for Marshall softball the second part of the day. We'll talk about that. First, first half of the day went well. Second half kind of fell short. So Marshall is now out of the Conference USA tournament. Hated to see that happen. Baseball is going to be action this week. We'll get into all of that, and I'll take your tweets. That's right, 13 years is going strong here. I'll take your tweets at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Center, it is made pure. Academics, big part of the mission of any university when it comes to student-athletes, right? After all, this is a university, this is an institution of higher learning, and despite what you might feel sometimes, the victory in the classroom is more important than if the football team makes it to a bowl game or not. Both are very important. You want to have both, and you can have both, but you got to have good academics. And Marshall, this is the good news today. Marshall has the league, as in Conference USA, has the league's third highest total of academic medal recipients. That's huge. Third highest total. The Thundering Herd had 90 who compiled a grade point average of 3.75 or higher. That is second only to Charlotte and UAB. Charlotte had 109 and UAB 104. So Marshall had a great amount of student-athletes hit that 3.0 and higher threshold. And now you look at the Conference USA Academic Medal recipients. The numbers come out. And Marshall is third on the list with 90. The golf program have five. More than any other men's golf program in the league. So, Matt Grove, congratulations to you. 
being able to navigate everything that has happened with the pandemic, be able to put these men on the courses and keep them in the classroom doing what they need to do. So congratulations to you. That Again, more than any other men's golf program. And the swimming and diving program led the sport with 17. So again, Marshall is putting a lot of emphasis on the classroom and it's showing and paying off. The Thundering Hurts tennis program tied a conference high with seven. And you add that to already an outstanding number. Marshall had 271 selected to the league's commissioner's honor roll. So Marshall doing pretty well in the classroom, right? That's what you want to see. That's absolutely what you want to see. How does that happen? I think what the athletic department has done, I think what Marshall put together with a multi-use facility with the indoor practice facility, you have sports medicine there, you have an academic center that benefits the student-athletes. Of course, you didn't have all that before. You needed the space to make it happen, so you had to take what was a soccer field, a pitch, a patch of dirt with some lines in it, and you took that over. You had to build something to replace it for the Marshall soccer programs, both the men and women. And so what do you do? You build them a first-class facility. You set a, a solid foundation. You bring in a coach like Chris Grassy to come in and build your program further, and you're playing in the College Cup now. So facilities matter. Facilities matter, and I think – with the expansion of facilities for Marshall and more opportunities for students to get the help they need to work on their studies. Because let's be honest, it's tough. It's tough being a student athlete. It's tough being a student. And to see this many on the list, that means a lot. I mean, that's amazing. That's fantastic for Marshall. So congratulations to the Thundering Herd there. Now, we have been talking about the College Cup that's coming up tomorrow, semifinals on ESPNU. I was hoping we'd have softball to talk about today. Unfortunately, the herd falling in the nightcap yesterday. Now, Marshall defeats number six seed Louisiana Tech earlier in the day, 9-2. to two. But then in the second game, and this was the single elimination phase, Marshall falls to the number three seed Charlotte, 8-4. to four. Maya Stevenson went deep twice with one in each game. However, just wasn't enough. Marshall ends the year now with a 20-13 and 13 record. It's pretty good. You hate to lose in the conference tournament, but I hope that this program will be back on solid footing next season. Again, everything has been a difficult road to go down, and I'm sure it's been tough for softball as well. So Marshall, unfortunately, out of the Conference USA tournament. As I mentioned, the College Cup, it's coming up. First semifinal between Marshall and North Carolina. That is going to be 6 p.m., followed by number three, Indiana, and number two, Pittsburgh, in semifinal number two at 8.30 p.m. Some good news here. We'll talk about it more here in a few minutes, but Marshall earned some accolades, so we didn't find out about them until after we went off the air yesterday. But three players were selected to the United Soccer Coaches All-Southeast Region team. Vitra Diaz, named to the first team. 
Nathan DeSantos and sophomore Max Schneider named the second team. So you have two juniors and a sophomore being named to the All-Southeast Region team. First team and two second team selections. you got to feel good about what your team looks like now and what it's going to look like in the future. you got to feel real good. It's also the first All-Region honors for those players. So we'll talk more about that later on in the program as, of course, Soccer is going to be the story for the next few days. I'm hoping we talk about this well into next week. Honestly, Monday, I hope that that's just going to be all we talk about. Marshall Soccer playing for a national championship on Monday. That's that's my dream right now. Short-term dream, short-term goal. Let's talk about soccer. And let's remember... This is me we're talking about. Mr. I don't like soccer. Mr. I don't like the sport. Mr. I don't care about soccer. Me. This is me. The Marshall soccer team has won me over. They have made me a believer. They have made me care about soccer. So congratulations to that program for doing the impossible, making me care about soccer. Remember Bob Hogs at coach up at Huntington High? You remember Bob? He'd come on the show. I'd just give him business all the time, but he'd keep coming back, and, and he knew that I enjoyed having him on, talk soccer with him. He'd promote those, uh, promote those student athletes and Marshall and Huntington High and all the other area teams. Uh, I think most of those coaches knew that, okay, now he's, we'll get him. We'll get him one day. We're going to turn him around. And here it is, folks. Here it is. It is May 13th, 2021. Here I am rooting for soccer. So congratulations to all those coaches who have struggled over the years to maybe get me to see the light. Here it is. You've you've won. Your victory is now complete. I am now on board 100%. I mean, look, Cincinnati has a soccer team, so I guess I'm a, a Cincinnati FC fan too, right? I don't have any gear, though. I don't have a kit or anything. I don't have any gear. So let's not take it too far. I don't have a hat. Anyone wants to give me a like a Cincinnati FC hat or uh, I don't know about those scarves though, man. You 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 haven't warmed me up to those yet. We're working on it. All right, let's uh let's turn our attention to North Carolina. Both the state and the opponent for the Thundering Herd. Thundering Herd in the College Cup semifinal in Cary, North Carolina. When we come back from break, we're going to have a, a different guest on than we usually have. We're going to have Alexandra Warrington. She's a part of the video team with the Thundering Herd, and she's been down with the team since the beginning of this tournament. So I'm looking forward to her. She's also a student at Marshall University. She was a broadcast student, journalism student. So she's got a lot of insights on this Plus, she's got a unique perspective. So we're going to talk to her when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All this week, we've been talking about Marshall soccer. And as I admitted earlier, Mr. Anti-Soccer himself, Paul Swan, has been turned to, I don't know, the dark side. Which is good news to hear because my next guest, she would be really upset with me if I was uh, anti-soccer. She's been at Marshall for several years now, part of the 
broadcast and journalism program. She is currently with the university. Uh, I believe her official title, and you know how much I'm for official titles, broadcast video production manager, Alexandra Warrington. But, you know, she's Alex to me. So what's up? You're, um, you, you wanted to be on the show, and you said, hey, when's my turn? And here it is, finally. Finally. I know, and you got that title spot on. Spot on. <laughs> research. I, I do my research. I mean, my my show notes aren't as good as Jake Griffith's prep sheet for a game, but it, they're close. That's tough to beat. He he preps real really well going into games and everything. Yeah, he preps definitely. But the, you're down there with the herd. You've been there since the beginning, and your official titles mm-hmm. I mentioned: broadcast video production manager. What exactly is that? So at Marshall, it's it's very different than what it, I'm doing down here right now with the guys. But I am in charge. I'm the co-broadcast video production manager. It's myself and Nicholas Apri who run uh, Herd Vision together. And Herd Vision, we, it's a student-run with uh, student-run in terms. I'm saying that because, you know, it's myself and Nick as the manager and then all students. And we film all of the athletic events on campus, all the different athletic uh, Olympic sports. And it's so fun. And we're really trying to get more people, so we're going to really push to start recruiting in the fall when campus opens up back back up a little bit. It was definitely a little challenging, <laughs> to say the least, uh, during COVID times. But we made it work, and we've been able to film some amazing things from last year, filming the, the sellout WVU Marshall second-round meetup for men's soccer. We filmed softball. We always get Allie Harrell smashing windows in there. It's It's really cool, and fun to do that because you don't only just get the film you get to learn how to direct create graphics and create an entire behind the scenes experience uh, of sporting events which is awesome so now you're with the team you're you're capturing every moment you possibly can um Mm -hmm. you're in the you're basically in where a lot of people can't be right now so what's the experience been like so it's a little different so they have a 32 uh bubble protocol that I could not be a part of uh, entirely due to just travel-related things. And so Tyler Abel has been the biggest thing. He's been working with me so well in terms of getting me footage where I can't go on the field. So that's actually been a big difference for me where I'm so used to being on the field with the guys every home game and stuff in Huntington and even at WVU and in Lexington this past season. So it's a little different, but it's giving me more of an appreciation to – really showcase the fans, which, as most people have seen, especially since they've come down to the tournament, they are rowdy. They're a rowdy bunch, and it's been fun to capture that. But the experience has been great. I've been staying down here since their Fordham game. I'm in the same hotel, so I still see the guys often. It's not a super strict bubble protocol. But it's it's been very strict in terms of how they've how they go around. They don't they don't do much. They just practice, film sleep, eat. That's about it. It's And then for me, it's sleep, eat, edit, and get as much content as humanly possible. If someone wants to kind of maybe see what you're doing now, if there's something out there that you've put out that maybe fans don't know where they can find it, where would you direct them to? Either to the Herd Men's Soccer Instagram account, for sure. I mean, Tyler and I have been doing a fantastic job in terms of keeping up social and stuff like that even certain things if we can't get it on their account i'm posting it to my social media as well but yeah you can't go wrong with herd zone or 
at HerdMSoccer. Uh, you can see any of these contents. Something that Tyler and I are really proud of that we've been working on is the Road to Carry series, where we're trying to recap what they do before each game, and we release it the day of their game. So we have episode three dropping tomorrow, and it will recap the Georgetown game. And not going to give any spoilers away, but it's going to be good. <laughs> I like that. It's going to be good. That's just it's yeah. yeah it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know what you're going to have to do the final mm-hmm. the final day because I'm already planning. This is going to be Monday. You're going to be there, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to follow Coach around. Oh yeah. You're going to have to follow him when he gets that hotel key. <laughs> oh no. And you're going to have to capture that moment because he talked about it. He was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I want to keep this. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, is there swag for this thing? So I immediately am messaging you, hey, I need swag from this thing. But he was talking <laughs> about, you know, that's the thing he wants. He wants that final key. You know, it's all done. And he's, you know, he has that final uh, day key. He wants that. That's his mini trophy there. So you know you're going to have to follow him around now and get that moment or at least reenact Oh, it. yeah. And Chris is so, Chris is somebody who's so just, you know, he's so animated and he, it's interesting because he's been very calm being down here. You know, we've seen the pictures on social where he's jumping into Oliver's arms after the Clemson, the huge Clemson win. And, but he's just been very calm. I think he's, he's taking it all in and taking it game by game. And so I know for sure if they win, when they win, let me correct my wording there. When they win tomorrow, we will be following Chris around big time on Monday to capture him because he's just, he's going to let loose. He's going to go wild. <laughs> and we've been waiting for it this whole time in North Carolina. You can just attach a GoPro to him and wire it up for sound and, and just let him go. We could his, uh, so his dad, Brian Grassy, who was uh, part of the coaching staff last year, uh, the 2019 season, he is not with the 2020 season, but we everyone calls him BG. BG used to always wear the GoPro to catch to capture all the moments, and he it's very, it's like this hidden secret footage that no one but the team has ever seen. I don't really know why, but it that GoPro footage is some of the best footage I've ever seen. And like I said, it's like a lock and key tucked away for some weird reason. But yeah, we'll definitely try to strap a GoPro onto one of the coaches to get that reaction. Joining us on the program. Her name, remember it because you're going to be seeing a lot more of her, Alexandra Warrington, broadcast video production manager at Marshall University. She's probably responsible for a lot of the footage that you see on all the social media accounts. If, if her hands haven't touched it, it's only because she hasn't shot it yet or it hasn't been given to her. Uh, so that's a, that's a big job there. You've been following this team around for quite some time. What have you seen or learned about this team that might interest someone who's not as close as you are? So it's it's actually interesting. I'm going to kind of back up a little bit uh, to when I first came to Marshall in January of 2019. I transferred in, and we were we were doing class projects for video production, and I had Chris Atkins as my professor, and we had to do a news stand-up package. So I being someone who I've grown up and I've loved soccer. I've worked in soccer before at the professional level. So I wanted to do that. So I went and messaged Coach Grassy and he welcomed me in immediately. And I had known a former goalkeeper. Sorry, I'm outside. So there's, there's people around, um, former goalkeeper, Palopita. And so he, he introduced me to Coach Grassy and I told Grassy about my background. And 
Grassy wanted me to start working for them going into the 2019 season. And I told him that I wasn't certain only because I needed to focus on school, but I worked with Herd Vision, and so I was able to capture all the the broadcast-related stuff, but I knew that I wanted to be on the field because I knew that going into this season, Grassy said even back in January of 2019, this this is going to be something special. And he he was not wrong. This team is so special. Um, Probably something that most people don't know is – and I tweeted this earlier. I mean, they're a bunch of absolute ballers. They're such, they're so talented, but they're also the most humble group of men that I've ever met. They welcome me in, they respect me, and they really care about how I'm doing down here because at first I wasn't staying in their hotel. And Petsa Ivanovich, their assistant coach, was doing everything in his power to make sure that I was with them in some way, shape, or form because I've been with them for so long and they just, they care. So not only do they just, they're just so good, but they care about me. They care about their fans. They want people to know them and to love them. And I, I'm telling you right now to anybody listening, come to a game. You will fall in love with this team. It's easy to, it's easy to do. See, I'm not the only one, Mr. Anti-Soccer here. <laughs> I'm not the only one. You missed the last segment where I just admitted that I was anti-soccer for the, for, I don't know, the first 20 some years of my career here. I, I don't know if, uh, yeah, if you knew that about me, we'd be friends at this point now, but you know, things have changed. <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they're a total, they're, they're class. They're just their class, this group. They're so good. And, you know, you look at somebody who, who did graduate like Paulo and Alal, they're, they're two people who want us to play at the professional level. So this isn't a team to just overlook and be like, Oh, cool. They're good. They're bet They're more than that. You know, the College Cup is like the pinnacle of collegiate soccer. To make it all the way to the College Cup, men's and women's, it's, that is the pinnacle of your career. And you strive to do that. Not only do you strive to get the national championship, but you strive to get into that College Cup. And they are hit, they're at the pinnacle of it all right now. And when they win the full thing, they'll be at the pinnacle on Monday. But, you know, we take it game by game. I don't want to get cocky. I don't want to mess with anything we have good vibes good zen only the lucky outfit is ready to go for tomorrow and we'll go from there all right superstitions joining me on the program the broadcast video production (laughs) manager at marshall university and superstitious person alexandra warrington all right what's the superstition what's the gear what's the ritual all right so there were a lot of different things that were tested and throughout the season i had on one outfit that when they lost the WVU, I said, I will never wear this again. And it was, I was just wearing like long yoga pants, a t-shirt and these cheetah print Steve Madden shoes. I have not worn that outfit once. So I decided to change it up and I changed it up for ODU. They tied and I went, I still need to find it. Switched it up. And that's when they beat FAU. And so it's either the Marshall soccer shirt that they gave out to fans in 2019 uh, I'd have to look at that exactly. I had to remember what it is. And these crop leggings, which you can imagine the tan line is fabulous because my calves are super tan. My thighs, white, they are blinding white. And I wear these rainbow Steve Madden shoes. That's the fit. Hair has to be in a bun. You'll probably see me usually when they celebrate because I get bombarded by the fans in the corner. Usually full black, sweaty, but you know what? Worth it because they're winning in the superstitious good luck outfit. All right, now, do you, it has to be. Do you wash the superstitious good luck outfit, or 
Do you take it that far? Yeah. Okay, you can wash. I it. do. I do wash it. I can't. I can't be. I'm not. That's. That's. I know some people do that. If it were like a football jersey, maybe something different. But like, I have to wash the lucky fit. You know, and it it's been working. I've washed it every time since, and they've been doing really well. But you know, I know it has more to do with the, just a little superstitious luck. I mean, they just play their game, and they're going to win. I'm not the. I'm not judging because I had a sweater like that once, and <laughs> I didn't wear it uh, after Marshall lost in football. It, it was undefeated for so long, and then finally Marshall lost, and I had to retire that ratty old thing because uh, you know, well, the streak was over. Right. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not judging because I've been there. I've done this before with the wardrobe. Same sweater, same Marshall game every week, years and years mm-hmm. ago. So, um, all right. So make sure you have everything correct. Uh, are you checking everyone else, making sure they're doing the same things as well? I mean, these are important. Actually, yeah. So their AT, Carrie Francis, who is the the heart and soul of that team, she is the one that keeps them healthy, works on them, has been giving them endless massages all week to keep their legs good, keep them fresh. She has a lucky fit as well. We both talk about it. We both have to do certain things the day of the game and go from there. But, yeah, I mean, usually – same thing with the, the the video, even the episode three, Road to Carry. They can only watch it as they're on the bus going to the game. That is just something that Tyler and I have decided. We like it. It doesn't get in their head. It pumps them up to a good level and not a cocky level. But it's just our little thing, and it's been working so far. <laughs> All right, this is this is important. Make it make it happen. National championship here mm-hmm. on the line Brian. for for this team. All right, so you've got the lay of the land. Uh, how many dignitaries are uh, are showing up? Uh, have you seen Chad Pennington yet? Is Matthew McConaughey lying in wait somewhere? What's the deal here? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think everyone just kind of needs to, like, wait and see what we have going on there. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't speak to that. I don't know 100%. Tyler Abel's but... gotten to you. That's what you're telling me right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't say anything. I don't. I don't know. That'd have to be a question for Tyler. But he's. We might. If we have something, we might be trying to keep it quiet. Okay. Either way, I would pay attention to what we got going on. All right. So uh, if I was, um, if I was going to keep an eye on social media to, for a surprise, where would I keep my eye? Your account first. Heard soccer. Where? Uh, where might that surprise come from? It could it most likely herd men's soccer, any of their social medias or herd zone. All right. You know, who who knows? You know, maybe keep an eye out on the stands and see if there's somebody that makes an appearance in the stands or I don't know. You're not gonna tell me. You're not even gonna tell me privately, are you? I'll tell you privately. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'll I'll sign the NDA. Yeah, I'll i I'll send it over to you when we hop off the phone. I'll send everything over. All right. But I mean if anything, you know, I think definitely keep an eye out if we when we win tomorrow. When we win tomorrow, that's when I say look out for Monday. All right. We have some fun stuff up our sleeve for Monday. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Have fun down there. Um, keep everyone out of trouble. Um, I know it's a hard task, but you're you're, you're up to it. Keep them, uh, keep them straight for me. And uh, Did we find our swag or College Cup swag yet that we've been talking about? Did we come up with anything? So the College Cup swag, I mean, they definitely sent some to the guys. I don't know if the guys have opened their College Cup NCAA swag box. Uh, but, you know, I saw equipment tweeted that they sent a little something-something down here. I don't know what that is yet either, but they sent a little gear down. There is gear that you can purchase on the NCAA website that I might – I'll have to look up when we get off the phone, and I can send it to you to tweet out. But you can buy 
college cup shirts, round one and two shirts that have Marshall's logo or their name on it. And it's pretty cool to just be able to see something like this high of a cal- high of caliber and have a shirt with it. So, I mean, it's not like NCAA, Marshall, but they're still pretty cool swag gear. And, you know, I don't have the, the hotel key for you. But they've got some cool hats on there. Okay. The only thing I really want, uh, I want a lanyard. Okay. I don't know about that. I can look. Okay. I can look tomorrow to see if they've got some stuff set up outside the stadium. Okay. I'll Whatever I can get. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to expect every, I'm not going to expect you to steal from the NCAA, but. I can try. Okay. I mean, <laughs> whatever you can do without getting uh, busted. I mean, after all, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime thing, unless. Marshall mm-hmm. becomes really good at this, and then this is an every year thing. And still, then it it could be because keep in mind we're not losing too many people for the 2021 season. And I know that's confusing to say, as seeing as we're in 2021, but we're only going to lose the biggest loss is going to be Jamil. We're still going to have Pedro, Milo, Vitor, Vinny, a big squad coming back in the fall. And so they they got some good recruits coming in. Expect to see this again. And our fans have been. I really just want to take a minute to shout out our fans. I have not been in an atmosphere like this in a long time. And they're just, they're so energetic. And it doesn't matter how many of the opposing team fans are there. We are always the home team. Clemson stood no chance. And I think anybody who watched that game, you heard it. You heard there was no chance that any Clemson fan could cheer. Every time Georgetown could, nope, we didn't let them do that. Alexandra Warrington. You're just Alex and me. I'm sorry. Alex is with us. That's Broadcast video production manager at Marshall University. Uh, have fun, do um, do amazing stuff. We'll be watching, and uh, I'll um, I'll I'll keep my mouth shut when you tell me all the special stuff. I'll uh, I'll keep I'll keep it quiet. That sounds good. All right, have fun down there, Alex. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Paul. Keep an eye on uh, Herd Men's Soccer Twitter account. I told you again, thirteen years for me on Twitter. This is where it's all at. It's on Twitter now. We'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally tonight, for the second year in a row, the Marshall Men's Soccer Coaches honored as the United Soccer Coaches Southeast Region Coaching Staff of the Year. More awards coming in, more hardware coming in as we speak. So tomorrow's the big day. Marshall taking on North Carolina. It is the first semifinal match in the College Cup. Thundering Herd taking on North Carolina, 6 p.m. Going to be on ESPNU. Thundering Herd wins. Will play in its first ever championship game in the College Cup. So the Thundering Herd already making program history by being in the College Cup for Chris Grassy. That is not enough. That is not good enough. Wants to win the whole thing. So the Thundering Herd with a big opportunity coming up starting tomorrow. Marshall Baseball in action tomorrow against UAB. 3 p.m. tomorrow. They'll be at the Kennedy Center. So we've got baseball action in the afternoon before Thundering Herd takes on North Carolina and men's soccer. Marshall coming into this one 8-33, and 4-24 in Conference USA. UAB is 16-33 there, 9-19 in Conference USA. So baseball 
getting set to go at it again. That's tomorrow at the Kennedy Center. And that's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank my guest. I appreciate her coming on the program. Alexandra Warrington. She's the broadcast video production manager at Marshall University. But as you heard, she does a lot for the Thundering Herd, part of that team. A lot of the content you see, she is responsible for as well. So that's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W. 231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.